Welcome everyone to the latest edition of Sticks and Kicks. If you like exciting highlights, if you follow your favorite teams, if you believe in the only way that Valley sports fans can and have for the past 20 years of pain and suffering, then your show begins right now. I am your host, Danny Orona, and with me is my roundtable of sports degenerates here to entertain you for the next couple of hours. Gentlemen, please talk to the people beginning with the man to my left right here from Tempe, Arizona, Mr. Jeremy Griffin. How you doing, man? Hey, what's going on, Danny, man? I'm happy to be here, happy to talk some sports with you guys, trying to bring all the information that I got. Everything in this little tiny brain is not a lot. It's all regarding Suns, Cardinals, sports right here in the Valley, and I'm here to bring it to you guys with the same energy that Danny's bringing. Kenny, how's it going? It's going great, man. Everybody's got so much fucking energy. I love it, dude. It's like, this shit ain't... This shit ain't delivery, it's DiGiorno. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, we're fucking, we're making this shit happen tonight. So I'm, I'm pumped to be here. Uh, I, we got a lot of shit to cover today, uh, from, from Valley Sports to, uh, uh, you know, sports in general. So I'm excited. Let's get this going. All right, guys, welcome, and thank you guys for taking the time to be out here, and thank you for listening to Sticks and Kicks. Make sure you guys give us that like on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, sticks.kicks. Sticks Kicks 1, you guys already know. Make sure you guys share, comment, subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. It really helps us out and lets us know that you are liking what we're giving out. Guys, let's get right into it. Go And uh, before we get on to the Coyotes, I just want to give it a, a couple of uh, Phoenix Rising notes right here. And uh, famed defender, one of the all-time favorites here, A.J. Cochran, has signed with the Indy 11. He was no longer going to be Phoenix Rising defender. Uh, I thought he was pretty much the second captain on the team. But you know what? Every good thing must come to an end, and so we're not going to be... Good thing we're not going to be seeing him too often. He's going over to the Eastern Conference. That's uh, something that's going to be good for us. So, you know what? Good luck to him, and thank you for everything that he brought us. Second thing, FC Tucson has recently changed ownership. So, Phoenix Rising is no longer directly over them, so they're no longer affiliates officially. Uh, the original ownership group is still going to be working closely together, and it's pretty much just trying to give this uh, FC Tucson a push in order to make it, uh, you know, the same the same way the Phoenix Rising is going. There's no reason that we can't have two first class first class clubs in the state at the same time. So you know what? Good luck to them, and I hope things are going to be looking uh, looking good. One of the good things about that is uh, they are now going to be eligible to be in the, in the Open Cup since they are no longer affiliated with Phoenix Rising officially. They can play in the same tournaments and be faced off with them if need be. So you know what? Good luck to them out there. I hope they they get a get a good name for for soccer and for the valley itself. You know, it's one thing that we have been successful in the last few years is the uh, is of course the Phoenix Rising in soccer. Coach Rick Tockett did say earlier this week uh, that he has unfinished business, and we all know that is to bring home the USL Cup. It is the one thing that we have not been able to do. We have dominated the league. We have set records. We have exploded rosters, and just the one thing is that final push, that final brass ring, and uh, things are going to be looking pretty good this season. You know, new players coming in, brand new stadium, and uh, what better way to get your very first USL Cup than to do that? Jeremy, what do you got on the stadium? Because I know you've been watching that for the past few weeks. Oh, yeah, man. I was looking at the stadium and uh, passing by. It's pretty much gone, man. It's nothing but Lego blocks. The foundation is broken down. The pieces are ready to move out. Still there. Pieces are still there. But, yeah, you can tell that uh, everybody, just like this city, man, they're moving on to new things, new, new bigger, better, brighter things, more fans, trying to get it going in that new stadium. So, uh, 
Yeah, go ahead and leave the past in the past, and let's look forward to the future for the Phoenix Rising. Yes, sir, Kenny. If you are out here this summer, man, if you're if you're out here uh, in any of these uh, times from Colorado, we definitely got to go check out a Phoenix Rising game because not only is it going to be endlessly exciting to see our boys on the pitch, but you got the casino right next door, man. It's going to be a yeah. good time. Yeah, you know what's most impressive about the news that you just broke is that Rick Tockett is the coach of the Phoenix Rising. I think that that ah. is amazing. <laughs> that is, uh, he's, he's pulling double duty. No wonder he's not performing as well as on some <laughs> nights, man. Like, that guy's tired. Give him a break. No, I'm just uh, giving shit. Uh, I'm excited, man. Rick, I, Rick Chance is what it is. Rick Chance. Yeah. Uh, we we, we got a pair of dicks in the valley. That's all that matters. So, uh, no, it's uh, – I'm excited, man. I, I'm, I'm really pumped. I, it's sad to say, but I still have not gone to a rising game. And I had so many opportunities, and I, and I wanted to do it, but work got in the way, and I shouldn't have allowed it to get in the way. I should have just done it. But uh, I'm excited to, to break in the uh, the, the new stadium. Uh, and definitely, yeah, like the you know, casino always helps. Hell yeah. And so that's going to be that's gonna be a good thing for our boys right there, our Phoenix Rising. And uh, so let's get right into the Arizona Coyotes now. We got our first part out of the way. We said last week these could be trap games. Jeremy, those were your words. It yes. could be a trap game right here. I came in with the full confidence that we're just going to destroy these guys. And the first period, let's just start with that first period. I could not have been more disappointed. It's just like, imagine if if we came in with just this energy, this great passion, and then like, then Jeremy would come in like, yeah, I'm Jeremy. Good to me. <laughs> like, that is how it felt to me. Like, it hit a wall is what it felt like to me. Yes. Yeah. Ah. No, it was, I mean, it was, it, it's what we talked about, I believe, uh, last week we did record on Saturday, so the game was what, at 7 we yeah. talked about the game. We had, you know, we talked about what their keys would be to try to win. And uh, I called. I, I said, this is a trap game. And, and uh, unfortunately, I mean, they were able to go ahead and pull out one of the two from, from the Blues. But, uh, yeah, no, the, the one we talked about. And, man, it just didn't happen. Kenny, what do you think? The St. Louis game, uh, when we when we lost in, in overtime, uh, it, was, it was kind of a tough one because, uh, you know, it was towards the end of the series, and we were, uh, you know, each team had kind of figured each other out, I think. And uh, I think the Blues are one of the best, you know, defensive trap games. Uh, and so, and, the, and you know, they got big bodies, and they're intimidating. So it's uh, it's, it's tough. And, uh, you know, but I, I think that we played a, a hard-fought game against them. It was close. Obviously, we got it to, we got it to overtime. And, you know, and these teams, the last thing they needed was another fucking period against each other. But, I mean, that's – you know, that's what happened. So, uh, you know, it was a, I, I was okay with that game. I was impressed with that one. Um, you know, especially how we followed up a couple of days later. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into that in a second, but yeah, I, you know, it is what it is. You know, it's a long, you know, hard series, but you know, we, 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 we took the series. So that's, that's what matters. Yeah. Like, let's get, let's go ahead and get right into that second one you were talking about because that, uh, that game did, uh, tie it up. So it was three and three on this quote unquote seven game series. Uh, even though it is regular season. But, yeah, coming out on that tiebreaker, I think in regards of the teams being sick of playing each other, the teams being sick and seeing each other for two or three weeks in a row, being sick and just trapped on the same ice in the same rink with the same people, I think it still mattered because you still take home the pride of winning the series. You didn't want to go, you know, no team wanted to be the one on the short end of that. And uh, it, it, I think it, it was obvious that, they were they were tired. They were they were definitely you know uh, 
they've both been through this big war and it showed both keepers were on point and only one goal allowed. And look for us, it came our way. 1-0, great shutout by uh, Darcy Kemper and uh, yep. great great way to end that, end the series and finally move on. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it was a, it was a Monday. It was cool. I was like watching the game while I was working. <laughs> so um, I'm like sitting there t- taking contact and, you know, talking to people and I'm like sitting there, you know, jumping up and trying to compose myself. So people aren't, uh, people aren't really realizing what I'm doing, but uh, yeah, I mean, those games, everybody's like, Oh, I hate the low scoring games. I hate the games that, you know, won nothing or, you know, I, I love them. It's a chess match, man. It just shows you that, you know, teams are, you know, teams are there and ready to compete. So, um, yeah, it, it was a, it was a fun game to watch. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take that any day. And at the end of the day, that's what I'm saying. You know, we, we, we took the series. So that's, that's really all that counts. So, uh, we don't have to see St. Louis for, we don't have to see St. Louis for, you know, a couple months. So I, I, this is, this is going to be a nice little break, but we only have to play them one more time this year. So. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to just putting them to bed. Did you guys uh, happen to see, because that game uh, came on Valentine's Day weekend, did you guys see the tweet that the Arizona Coyotes sent out afterwards? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I think I told you guys last night, man, their, their Twitter game's killing it, whoever it is. Man. <laughs> it like, is awesome. Yeah, bravo. Is, is, is there, is there it's uh, marketing? Yeah, they're marketing. They got it. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. Dude. Like, I you got anybody that hasn't that does not follow the coyotes on twitter uh, you, you should because they they must have like a new intern that just impressed the blew the wheels off of a fucking board meeting or some shit well, I, I think also it's night and day <laughs> i think also it has night uh, it has a lot to do with uh that uh last scene how sam dork from the phoenix rising went over and um and took a yeah. job with the with the Arizona Coyotes, and this is all the fun that we had on Twitter with Sam Dor there in the Phoenix right. And so I'm pretty sure he's definitely had some influence. If not him, then him just like opening the door for someone, just kind of telling that internet, if you think of something funny, just put that shit out there. Yeah, <laughs> it says something like I, it, it's been really. What was the tweet like? It's been really fun, but I think we should see other people. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's been a good ride, but I think we should see other teams. And by the way, it, it's. Uh, it's not us. It's you. <laughs> it was amazing. And then the 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 tweet when Santa when it was announced that San Jose was going to be uh, playing games in our arena, they did like the Step Brothers tweet where it's like rule number one: don't touch my drum set. You know, like it's just like just random shit right there, man. It's just, it's it's all good for the fans, man. We all love that shit. So keep it going. Oh yeah! Shout out to Sam Doer. Hey hey! I shout out to the Cardinals who did that first though when the Niners came to play at the Cardinals Stadium. Shout out to that guy because oh, he's he, he did the same the Step Brothers routine. So shout out to that guy first. And well, then I should all be to, like the same guy. I was just gonna say it was just one guy. It's just one guy, man. It's just the guy. He's like I can get away with recycling jokes like this <laughs> because because you know I'm I'm talking to different fan bases here, so we're golden. Smart move, bet move. You know, full disclosure, that's exactly what I do with uh, social media here. Like, whatever I do with sticks and kicks, I translate in Spanish, put it with Arizona Deportiva. Same exact shit. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's, I mean, <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do. It's when you take a show and, and you record it. You don't yeah. want to record it twice. So, all right, so you went ahead and we talked about the loss and we talked about the win. Now what about, let's go ahead and go out to the shootout. The other day, uh, unfortunately yesterday, uh, we're recording on Friday. So the Kings on Thursday, which unfortunately was a heartbreaking 
3-2 loss. Danny, go ahead and start. I'm not going to call it heartbreaking. I'm going to call it frustrating as hell to watch this Fucking team man. just just like uh, I, I can't even find the I can't even find the word. They were present on the ice, but it was, you didn't see that same energy. You saw it in the second period. You guys, you saw twenty minutes of hockey from the Coyotes last night. Well, twenty yep. twenty three minutes because three of the minutes in overtime yeah. that we did dominate. But the first period and third periods just were not there. I, I have no idea what happened. Uh, watching the game, you could tell night and day the difference between first and second. And I don't know if they ran out of energy. I don't know if they ran out of secret stuff. I don't know if they, their skates were on too tight. I, I don't know what was going on, but the third period, they could not close it out. We should have had them. Like, we should have had another two, three goals easily. Agreed. And, uh, yeah, and uh, Kenny, you were making points also with the, with, with the power plays, man, the power plays that we had. Yeah, I mean, it, it, everything looks, like, so sloppy, man. And, it, and it's, it's, you know, no clean zone entries. Um, you know, the team just constantly doing that that godforsaken uh, drop pass where they're, they're passing it back. And, you know, it, it works for some teams, and it works every once in a while on the power play. But then all of a sudden they start to read you like a book. Like, okay, we cleared the puck. Now they're going to drop it back, like, 16 times. So we've got plenty of time to just chill here and catch our breath, and then we're going to clear the fucking puck again, and it's rinse and repeat. So it, you know, it, it was it was frustrating, and you know, I, you know, Jeremy was spot on when he said, you know, like the, you know, the Kings are uh, the, the Kings are going to be one of those games, you know, it's a trap game where you know the, everybody's expecting the Coyotes to win, and uh, just because the the way that we, I don't want to say handled the Blues. I mean, we did win the series, and we, I, I think, outplayed them for the most part. Uh, but but, but you guys did surprise the Blues. Not only that, but I think you surprised a lot of people in the NHL to be able to uh, to uh, not. I mean, not take the series at first, but I mean, didn't you guys? What do you guys won two in a row? Right? Was it or three in it, a row? At one point, was, it was three. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm yeah. saying I think you surprised a lot of the NHL. Yeah, we won. We won the game, or we won the series four to three. So technical, well, technically, we won. Uh, we lost one game in overtime. So four, two, and one. Uh, so, you know, that again, you know, that was a great series and, you know, a high expectations. And so, like, I, I think my caveat last time was, you know, I, I, I like this team and I think that we're going to be different. I don't want to say that we're going to play down to our competition because it is a different team than we did see the last couple of years. And the Coyotes are guilty of that. But, uh, I mean, it was the same shit, man. And, and, and so the, the points that I think that are important to cover on this one is I, I think that we still have it in us to – to continue on with the momentum that we had earlier on in the season. Uh, but it, we were, and shout out to the blues here too. We, the Coyotes and the blues right, did something that no other team in NHL history has when they played the same team, seven games in a row. And so um, it is a hard adjustment. So I'm, I'm willing to take the shootout loss, even though it was uh, definitely Danny, you said it best uh, by not saying anything at all. It was fucking frustrating. <laughs> Uh, it was, you know, it, it was, it was, it was hard to watch. Uh, the second period, I was like, oh, finally we got our legs, we're good. Um, and then, you know, it's just, we we got out hustled. They they outshot us like significantly. And um, you know, all all that all at the end of the day, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I'll take that loss. I mean, we did get a point out of it, uh, but there's no excuse for next game. You 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 got your homework now. Uh, no no blues hangover. Um, you know, it's, it's time for you to say, okay, we are the better team, uh, so we're going to show it. 
All right, now part of the thing that you said that we had the momentum going in, had a momentum earlier in the season, a big part of that has been Phil Kessel. I will preface this by saying that, yes, he did get one of the goals last night. He did get back on the score sheet as we've been expecting him to. But in the first five games of the season, he was on fire. And I don't know yeah. if he thought that that was enough for him, that that he just need, he, he could just chill for the rest of the time. But where has he been for the past two weeks? Uh, he's on a different line. Um, and, you know, I'm not making excuses for him, but I do think that that always throws off momentum. You, you, you get so used to playing uh, with the line mates that you have, and then all of a sudden the coach thinks that you can play with anybody. So they just, you know, they, they, they put you with the line that needs some uh, supplementary scoring. And, you know, I, again, I'm not making excuses for Phil, but I think that, uh, you know, that, that can, that can throw a wrench into things. So, um, but, you know, that's also kind of what we were expecting out of Philly. He's not going to be, you know, the, the superstar that we all knew him to be when we acquired him. Uh, but we, we definitely hoped that he would take a step forward from uh, last season. And so far he has. Um, he didn't score in 12 straight games, so that's concerning. But the fact that he's still chipping one in here and there, uh, if he can go on another hot streak where he can get, you know, five goals in three games like he did in the beginning of the year, uh, then, you know, we – he might be streakier, but we could still see a 20, 20 goal score Phil Kessel, which is, you know, in a shortened season, that, that would be acceptable. Uh, even if we don't get the goals from him, I just want to see more shots. I mean, getting getting on the outside, having that uh, legendary wrist shot just to get it in. And then uh, yeah. and when, he, when it's his turn to do the dirty work inside, make sure you get in front of the goalkeeper, try to make something happen. But I feel like we're just not even seeing those kind of shots from him anymore. He's just... He's there to be a, a presence and, and, and try to be like, you know, support for his teammates, but not really, you know, letting go, you know, letting your stick go. Yeah, I think that that's the most frustrating thing about Phil this year, or uh, since we've acquired him, is that he uh, he has a lethal shot. I mean, he might be a guy that only has one one or two tools, but those two tools have uh, arguably turned him into a, a borderline Hall of Fame player. Uh, so it's... Uh, it's frustrating to see that. I mean, he's got some speed. He's got good passing, um, and and he's known for his shot. But he seems to be, you know, passing first and and and, and waiting until the 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 lanes are clogged before shooting. And and that is, you know, something that I don't know if it's a confidence thing. I don't know if it's just an age thing where he's just lost his step and, you know, he's overthinking things. So. Wow. Um, Right now, uh, in the season, 16 games played. He has five goals, four assists, nine points. But uh, unfortunately, his plus-minus ratio on the floor, he's negative seven. So yeah. I mean, there's something. There's something that you know. There, there's something that has to be said about that. Um, what do you think? Good point. Yeah. What do you think is going to be? Um, is 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 he going to be able to bounce back from this or? Yeah, I think he will. I mean, that's that's been vintage Phil his entire his entire career. He's you know, this is a guy that you know battled cancer early on in his career, bounced back from that, and came back you know stronger than everybody anybody thought he would. Um, he he is an interesting character. He he uh, he kind of thrives off of you know negative attention, um, and so I think he will. I again, I I think that uh, you know. In, in, Jeremy brought up a good point. I mean, he's negative seven, um, so he's he's on the ice a lot when goals are scored. Uh, so, but that's not that's never been Phil's game. You know, it's like he's never been a defensive prowess. You know, and so um, on a team that doesn't score a lot of goals, like the Coyotes, that's probably a stat that we can all predict. 
Yeah. Uh, so basically, what he, I mean, unfortunately, um, he's a he's actually a liability, unfortunately, for the Coyotes because the Coyotes isn't a a, a high goal scoring team, so they can't really afford a goal or two here and there. Whereas I yeah. believe you guys said um, he came from Pittsburgh, was it? Yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, and I mean, we all know what Pittsburgh has over there with Crosby and and you know those offensive weapons over there. I mean, they can he can afford to uh not play defense, but I guess uh over here on Coyotes, everybody needs to everybody needs to be a two-way player. Is that I mean, is that safe to say? Oh, that's yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, I I really do think that the uh... You know, the Coyotes, you know, that's the biggest thing that everybody questioned when Phil came to the Coyotes. Like, well, he's not going to put up the same numbers he did all his, his entire career. And, and, you know, we knew that, but we thought, hey, maybe he can spot 25 goals and we, and we can, you know, sweep the, the goals that he allows in under the rug. But the fact that he hasn't been just like, he hasn't been able to put up 25 goals or, or, or get close to it. I think he is close to on pace for this year uh, to do so. But um, it's, uh, you know, you're right. I mean, if you're not going to score goals like we required you to do so, then we need you to be a more complete round player. And yeah, uh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks sometimes. So we need him just to stick with what he knows and hopefully he finds it again. Man, very well said. Danny, right. what do you got? All right. So, I mean, what I got is a coyote schedule coming up. So we got the Kings again tomorrow, Saturday, for those of you guys listening this, uh, this weekend, probably going to be watching that game uh, this afternoon. So uh, this game, with the overtime loss, with the uh, shootout loss, we got a point from that anyway. I think we need three or four from this series, so we have to come away with the victory right here. Uh, that is definitely that's. I mean, that's my opinion. Not every anything less, even the overtime win. Uh, you know, you can't be giving your opponents a chance to get you know a point here and there because it's going to be tight. Get after that uh that fourth spot. So I definitely think we need to win this game, win it in regulation, and win it with good hockey. You know what what we yep. showed against the Blues. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Right now, Arizona, they are um, fourth in the West with 17 points. Uh, No, Blues up top with 22, Vegas with 21, and Colorado with 17. So it's kind of really a tie for third place. I mean, yeah, a win would, I mean, would help help dramatically, right? Yes, sir. And then, of course, we got... The Ducks on Monday, and then we start a series with the Avalanche Friday and Saturday. Oh, speak of the Devils. So, there it is. Nah, uh, not the Devils, yeah. the Avalanche. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's a good catch there. Uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to ask, well, what do you think of this upcoming schedule? Yeah, I. Uh, so, I agree with you. I think, you know, this this next game's a must win. Um, and I know that's so silly to say early on in the season, but, it, I mean, it's kind of true. You can't break the momentum. Uh, we were talking in our group chat last night. Um, the, the top three teams in our division are pretty much set. That's a, everybody everybody kind of knew that. Um, it's going to be the St. Louis Blues, the uh, the Golden Knights, and then the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, that's they. It was predicted, and you know they have the pieces to do it, and they're just you know perennial playoff team. Um, it's really the battle for fourth that is the most interesting one. It's you know the. Uh, the Minnesota Wild and the Coyotes are probably the favorites to take that fourth spot. Uh, but the Minnesota Wild have been playing really good hockey lately. They got some, you know, good young pieces on their squad. So uh, but the battle for fourth is going to be an interesting one. Uh, and then the other team that's a dark horse team was, you know, of course, the Kings. The Kings have some young talent. They've got a lot of veterans on their squad. And that's why, you know, they've been kind of a, a cellar dweller towards, you know, you know, 
they blew their load on their on on their you know two cups in three years, which who, I don't blame them. Um, but they had to lock up a lot of a lot of guys for some long term contracts. So uh, they're an older team, but they got some young pieces. So they'd be a team to watch out. But I mean, this year is it's so unpredictable. There's just teams coming out of the woodwork that look good on on, on any given night. So uh, I think that uh, you know. This upcoming this upcoming schedule, I, I think we need to beat the Kings. I, I, I definitely think we can beat the Ducks, and that we need to beat the Ducks. Um, Colorado scares me. Colorado is that's a that's a, that's a tough team, uh, but you know, so is St. Louis. So it's it's all what is, what do they call parity? You know, NHL's full of parity. You know, it's, you never know who's going to come in and, and, and just mop the floor with people. So do you think that? Do you think that this is uh, there's still any leftover feelings from last season's series with the Avalanche at the end, or is this just everything's gone out of their minds by now? I think one player to watch in that series is going to be Oliver Ekman Larson because uh, the the really what a lot of people fueled uh, said fueled his trade speculation was the way he reacted after he we got embarrassed by the Avalanche. Uh, I think the quote was, someone was like, you know, uh, do you think that leadership lapsed in this series against Colorado and that's why you guys played so poor? And Derek Stepan kind of chuckled and and laughed it off. And, you know, he's no longer here. Um, and Oliver Ekman Larson was like, yeah, I guess you can blame me. And that was, and that was like, everybody's like, well, yeah, you know, we're going to start we have to point fingers at someone and it doesn't fall all on your shoulders, but you're the captain, man. You've got to put light a fire under these people's ass. We're in the playoffs for the first time in eight years. Let's, let's make it happen. So, um, I think that that's, you know, Oliver Ekman Larson is probably going to come in with a chip on his shoulder. He might be like, these are the guys that kind of almost got me uprooted from my home and, and, and embarrassed us last time. I, you know, I, I want to show, I want to show my fans I can play against them. But, uh, as far as your overall question, it, there's been a lot of turnover on this team. So, I'm not sure that there's going to be any kind of rivalry there uh, just because they did knock us out. Uh, but I know that the guys that did get embarrassed by them always want to play against, uh, play hard against them. And, and this team is just built different, more physically, uh, or more physical and tenacious. So uh, that, that'll be an interesting matchup to watch how, you know, a, a pure skilled team like Colorado does against a, you know, fall your face off team like the Coyotes. Uh, Kenny, how far away are you from the arena there in Colorado? About two hours, I think. Okay, you're going to try to make it out there, or are they not allowing fans? Uh, they're not allowing fans right now. Colorado's a very touristy town, or touristy town, touristy state, um, so they're a little bit uh, more cautious out here. Uh, like my, my town that I live in, for example, is in like code orange or code red all the time just because of how many tourists come there, so... I don't think that we'll see the Avalanche allow fans in this year. I mean, we could towards the end of the season, but I, I'm not sure that it's going to happen this year. Okay, okay. So, But I'm guessing when they do, you're going to start circling those Coyotes games out there. Take a little road mm-hmm. trip, watch those games. Oh, absolutely, man. You'll, 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 you guys know how obnoxious I am. Like, imagine, <laughs> like, tuning into a, tuning into a, a, a Coyotes game in, in Denver and limited fans, but just hearing a fucking maniac just screaming, talking <laughs> shit to every Avalanche player. I, I, I would it. say I, I would say I'd get jumped, but Colorado Coloradans aren't really like that. I did that at a uh, quick story. I did that at a uh, 
at a playoff game in L.A. So when the Coyotes were playing L.A. in the third round of the playoffs, 2012, magical year, uh, you know, one series away from the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, we were playing the Kings, and my girlfriend at the time, she, she surprised me. Uh, I had just gotten out of the Air Force, and she surprised me with some tickets, uh, expensive tickets, by the way. They were lower level. We were just surrounded by King fans, and some of these guys, man, they, you know, they don't, they don't fuck around. I mean, they're from the heart of L.A. And I'm all, fuck you, you pussy. Don't fucking hit it. Motherfucker. Oh, fuck that guy. Fuck that. You know, just like pure testosterone rage and all that. And, and uh, uh, fucking, I, I, I get slapped in the back of the head towards the end of the game. My girlfriend gets a beer spilt on her. Uh, everybody's just drunk and obnoxious. And, and I'm like, what were, the, what were those guys' problems? And she's like, you were the fucking problem. <laughs> It was you, you know, like, so, yeah, it, you know, it, it's going to be, it's, I've, I've calmed down since then, obviously, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it'll be fun. <laughs> long, long, long winded answer to your question. Yeah, I'm going to make it a game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Just take that same girlfriend. <laughs> call, call her up. Well, uh, hey, you know what? Hopefully they go ahead and keep this two game format where they're playing back to back games. So it'd make it a lot easier for fans to go ahead and catch one of these games out there, you know? Because it's just like, yeah. oh, there's only one. It's like, no, nah, they play, you know, in two days. So you can try to catch one of the two. It's like, hey, man, yeah. that's that's awesome. Instead of having to circle it today and it's like, no, I'll be back in like two months. Eh. Yeah. Uh, it's so. almost worth like it's almost worth like getting a hotel and just staying out there yeah, and, and just watching both games, you know? Make yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's totally, yeah. Make understand. a weekend out of it. All right, uh, Kenny, what uh, do you have anything for the whole Coyotes news dump? Nothing that we need to talk about. Something that you think that uh, should be said. Any news going on in the Coyotes organization that should be uh, not necessarily talked about, but should be thrown out there? Yeah, I've got a few. Um, Auntie Ronta is injured again. Um, so I think that's the third time this season Kenny, we already. Asked, we asked for news, you know, not. I know. <laughs> Right, you know, there was obviously some speculation that he he would he would be sought after by other teams, and I think on the last podcast, said if he gets injured again, I think that we could probably kiss that goodbye. Yeah. Uh, so I think we could probably kiss that goodbye. Um, but it's nice to have him when he's here. Um, I feel bad for the guy. Uh, what but, else you, you got? Know, anything else? What? Anything else? What else you got? Oh. <laughs> That's a good way to cut me off there. I like well, that. Well, it's because um, you're, you're getting into it, and it's just like it's just a news dump. Just, all right, dude's injured. Let's keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, so the, the ownership group, I'm sure, sure everybody's seen it, but um, there was a uh, reporter that kind of dragged the Coyotes through the mud, um, said that there's a lot of dysfunction under Alex Morello. Um, and, you know, there's, there's Alex Morello and ownership kind of, Came right back, flat back, and said that they're going to be pursuing some uh, some legal action against her. So uh, that's something that keep your eye on. But so far, you know, you know, stay on course with everything that we got going on on the ice. Um, as far as uh, rumors, um, there's a rumor that I've heard that the Coyotes might be char- targeting someone from Vancouver. His name's Jake Bertanen. He he was a piece that. The Coyotes were interested in when uh, Oliver Ekman Larson to Vancouver was a thing, um, and so it, Jake Bertanen's a young, speedy, uh, speedy winger that can hit people with a right-handed shot. He's just falling out of favor with Vancouver, and there's a lot of teams poking around on him, and uh, you know the Coyotes seem to be one of them. 
um, as well as another uh, another cat from uh, Montreal is named Victor Mete. Um, he's a young, uh, speedy defenseman, uh, kind of falling out of favor in Montreal that a lot of teams are looking at too. And the Coyotes, uh, Coyotes supposedly have some interest in in, in him as well. So, uh, as far as that news dump, I think that's really it. There's, there's not really much uh, more that I can say. I, I'm hoping I'm not forgetting anything. All right. All right. Great news dump. And uh, we're going to take a quick break and we come back and get right into uh, all the trade rumors and all the latest trades going on in the NFL. This is Sticks and Kicks. We'll be right back. We are back right now and uh, welcome back to Sticks and Kicks. Make sure you guys, if you guys haven't already, follow, like, share, comment, all that good stuff on social media. Tell your friends about it. Tell everyone who likes sports, who just likes guys hanging out and, you know, Giving our own opinion that we scream at the radio every day, we scream at Sports Center every day that we can't get our own information out there, our own opinions, and they're just talking shit about my team. We'll do it for you. We'll do it for we you. Will that is exactly you. what all is the, here. All the anger, all the aggression that you have, she really can't get out. It's just like therapy for me. Oh, I'm, not, I'm, 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 I'm not at home going crazy anymore. <laughs> letting everybody know that we here, we have the information, and we have the reactions that I'm pretty sure everybody wants to hear. So, talking about finishing up with the Coyotes and their games, we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. Let's go ahead and get right into uh, my one of my favorite football, the NFL, baby. Yes, sir. And I think right uh, like the next day or the day after we shot our, uh, we recorded our podcast last week, the Carson Wentz trade came through. Jeremy, you had you had wanted at least a first rounder. Yes. Yes. And. Uh, and which is possible that we might get, uh, as a, as the other day I believe it just happened like two three days ago, uh, we went ahead and uh, Carson Wentz was officially traded to the Indianapolis Colts, uh, from the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. He was traded for a third round pick this year and a second round pick next year, which can turn into a first round pick, provided that he plays at least I think it's seventy percent of the offensive snaps. Um, for the Indianapolis Colts. So um, that was a dumpster fire of a trade, in my personal opinion. But, I mean, it's, it's nothing I can do about it now. It's happened, and at this moment, the Philadelphia Eagles have the highest dead cap space. And what that basically Oof. means, people, is um, you start off with a certain amount of money at, in, in the season so you can go ahead and, and, and pick people. The cap is at uh, $180 million, I think, starting in 2021. I don't know if anybody saw that. They're going to go ahead and start this salary cap with free agency everything at 180 That's going to be the cap. The Eagles are already negative $33 million, ladies and gentlemen. That is... Uh, that's not allocated to anyone. That's just because Carson Wentz. That's just, that's just because... <laughs> Yeah, that was that's, that's Carson Wentz's money. That's all Carson Wentz's Jesus money. And uh, I did want to I did want to wait to see the uh, QB battle in training camp. I thought we were going to make the QB battle in training camp, but unfortunately, it didn't happen. And um, I honestly think this was great for Carson Wentz. I think he's going to possibly be the uh, comeback player of the year. And I think the Colts are going to win at least ten games. Frank Wright is the offensive coordinator for the uh, Eagles when we won the Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Right? In 2017. Oh, oh did you? You never talk about it. I, so. not, not that, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't want to brag. 
But we went ahead and won the Super Bowl, and that was our offense coordinator. He went ahead and took a job with the Colts, and I think the Colts had a good run last year, made the playoffs, unfortunately got eliminated in the first round. And, um, yeah, no, I think Carson Wentz to the Colts is a good move for Wentz. Uh, any thoughts, guys? My thought is that Phillips Rivers should have never retired. <laughs> How is he going to support his family now? Nah. He's just, <laughs> ah, cheap shot, I know. Nah. Kenny, Over. what you got? Uh, just in case anybody doesn't know, uh, Jeremy's an Eagles fan. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, no, it's, uh, I, 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 mean, I remember texting hey, hey, Jeremy. They're, they're cool. They're cool, I guess. <laughs> they're all right. They yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we were texting each other. I texted Jeremy, and uh, I'm sure he already knew about it, but I think that the thoughts that we were, we all shared collectively were, Man, what a disappointing return just based off of what we've seen as far as returns so far. Um, well, I'm mean, so far the short off season um, and, you know, expected to be more. Um, I, I, I thought it was absolutely like a given that he was at least going to be a guaranteed first round pick I thought so uh, coming back. At least. And at least. That's, yeah, that's what I was saying. I was thinking maybe like a first, second, and maybe a fifth or something, you know, just like. I wouldn't say first, second, third, but you know, first, second, and a later Something. round pick. Something. Yeah, yeah. So, still young. I mean, injuries have riddled him. I mean, he's he's looked like he's more consistent uh, as of late. And I don't know, man. It was a questionable move by the Eagles. Uh, I agree that I think that uh, great pickup uh, by Indianapolis. Um, they've kind of been blessed with quarterbacks, if you think about it. Uh, and uh, you know, they're trying to continue that trend. So. Interesting trade. I think the Eagles could have gotten more, but you know, we'll see how it all plays out. You know, maybe maybe Hertz comes in and lights the world on fire, and everybody forgets well, I mean, about it. This trade is not made unless you're one hundred percent sold on Hertz. Like, yeah, and and that's that's kind of what kills me is I'm not one hundred percent sold on Hertz. I believe he had seven turnovers at the end of the season. I think he only played three games. So I mean, that just speaks to um, the issues that the Eagles have. That's deeper than that. And uh, it starts with the, I mean, literally it starts with the owner and goes down to the general manager because they both suck. But, yeah. um, you know, um, I mean, if, you, if, if we could control it on the field, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it goes back to the fucking general manager. <laughs> but, I mean, bright side, you could be the Texans. I mean, that organization over there. Is. Yes, because, I mean, <laughs> since Danny's go ahead and I'll bring up the Texans, we can go ahead and make that move where – I, I don't know about you guys. You will, we'll get into it real quick, but I haven't heard anything about Deshaun Watson. The only thing is that what I heard is uh, they have officially released J.J. Watt. I don't know if we talked about it last week, but they have officially yep. released J.J. Watt, and he had tweeted out a couple days ago. He said, free agency is wild. Another <laughs> thing that I saw, uh, there are at least 13 confirmed teams that are interested in J.J. Watt's uh, services. I believe the Arizona Cardinals are one of them, as Kime spoke. And, uh, Danny, what was his uh, words about uh, uh, J.J. Watt again? Yeah, they when they asked him about J.J. Watt, is, uh, I, I believe the question was, have you been in, in contact with them? Have you, you know, exchanged, you know, ideas or anything? Just pretty much that. And uh, he said that I wouldn't be doing my job if we weren't, you know, looking into it. I can't. It pretty much it was I cannot confirm nor deny anything that is going on. So what I take away from that, he's he's kicking the tires. He's kind of looking and like, well, I mean, 
what you want. It's like you, you see something, you know, at a garage or some some kind of nice, but you don't want to overpay for it. Like, so uh, what's uh, what's the price on this? But is, you know, uh, hey, I, I'd be stupid not to stop yeah, yeah, and I, ask. I, right? I, I can't not ask. Yeah, you know, right, because yeah. what? Yeah, what but he's also like a he's also like a Lamborghini at a at a garage sale. If we're gonna play that analogy, like I can't afford that motherfucker, but I want it. I, I <laughs> want it. I want it. You know what I'm saying? I know it's a little old and it has a couple <laughs> chips in the paint, but. I mean, it still yeah. runs good. I think let's let's take it out for it. But depending on how much it's, you want me to pay it's that for it, price tag, yeah. that price tag, man. So, uh, what are you guys willing to pay, and what do you think is a fair contract? Do you want to give them the two year? Do you want to give them the one year with an option? Well, let let me ask you this: at what well, he's thirty one years old, I believe so. Going into thirty one at uh, and not the peak of his career, but you know, not he's not rock bottom. So, has the the best way to putting it. Could this be the final contract he signs? I don't think so. No. I, think he'll- I don't think he can afford to sign a one-year. Jeremy is saying that one-year plus an option might be good, but that doesn't guarantee you long-term. Well, that that's why you just asked me if, if this will be his last contract he's ever signed. No. That's why I think he'll get a two-year contract to test the waters, see how he wants it. I think J.J. Watt is not afraid to bet on himself at all. I don't think he's afraid to bet on his himself. So I honestly think... That I mean, he's really just looking for a contender. What do you think, Kenny? Agreed. I mean, he'd be silly not to, right? I mean, he was part of Houston, so um, you know we beat that dead horse until it revived, and then beat it again. You know, uh, Houston is a, is a dumpster fire, and he wants to go to a competitive and and competent uh, organization. I, I honestly think he's going to sign with the Browns. I just have that feeling. Wow. Wow. Nice. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here. My man with the uh, impossible prediction. <laughs> impossible. No, I mean, it, it, and it's funny. I just thought about it. I just said competent Browns in the same sentence. So they've turned the page. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I think, I, you know, I think there's definitely some connection there. He's also, uh, you know, he's from Wisconsin, right? Uh, the, hey, he has a connection. I don't know if he's from there. He went to college there. Definitely put That's me right. on the spot. Definitely put me on the spot. I'm not really sure of. Uh, but I know that he, there's a Wisconsin connection. Is there a Wisconsin connection? Yeah, I think there is. So yeah, I mean, he he, he was. A, I think he was a, a honey badger, um, or a Wisconsin badger. Sorry, I'm thinking football too much now. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think he was a badger. So you know, Green Bay is another dark horse. I don't, I don't want to say dark horse. I mean. I think anybody would want a chance to play with Aaron Rodgers and that team. So, Hey, man, good uh, job, bro. He's actually from Waukesha, Waukesha, Wisconsin. Okay, there you All go. Right. So, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's another team to watch out for right there. Green Bay. Yeah, oh, that's one of the teams that I was actually thinking in my head, too. That is another team that they should watch. I think Green Bay is, a, is a, definitely the dark horse. I think that's what you had said. And, yeah, no, I, I mean, they might come out of nowhere and go ahead and snatch up a J.J. Watt. Do you, scary. do you think he'd give the Steelers a discount for playing with this family? No. Kenny? Uh, I don't know. It's tough to tell J.J. Watt. He seems like a charitable guy and uh, yeah. smart with his money. So, I don't know. Tough, tough question. I, I, I honestly don't think he would because, I mean, I don't see them winning. I don't see it happening. I don't think yeah, that J.J. Watt point. is that piece, and I don't think J.J. Watt see that. So if he doesn't get the offer from the team that he thinks has the best chance to win, I think he's going to go for that money. And I think, I mean, if and if, if he's going to go for money, I think Pittsburgh has the best chance because of where because his brothers are there. 
But that's that's, that's a, yeah, Pittsburgh yeah, is willing to pay point. because from what I'm hearing, Pittsburgh is probably uh, that dead cap that we have. Uh, that's probably not going to be the highest for long. They're probably going to go ahead and have to lose uh, Ben Roethlisberger, or they're think, you know lo- thinking about losing Ben Roethlisberger, and that's going to be like a forty million uh, dollar <laughs> dead cap. So honestly, these last numbers came in. I think the um, I think the dead cap it just started the other day with uh, Jared Goff being traded to the Lions was one of the highest ones, and then it switched over right away. And then Pittsburgh was like, "Hold my beer." So uh, the Eagles hold it right now, but I think. Pittsburgh is about to give their beer to their friends, so watch out for them. There might be a big, significant QB move there. So that's why I don't see J.J. Watt making a move to Pittsburgh. What do you think about that, Denny? Uh, well, that's that's the one that I'm going to – I'm still going to be be going to Pittsburgh because – To Pittsburgh? Uh, yeah, because even though it is going to be it is gonna be money, family duff does mean a lot to him. They are they are not too far away. I don't I wouldn't call them contenders. I don't think they're they're, they're gonna they're gonna contend for the Super Bowl next year. But if you give it one or two years, Pittsburgh can build back very, very quickly. Okay. All right. So your 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 money's on Pittsburgh. My money's on Pittsburgh. Kenny, your money's on um your money's on the Browns, correct? Yeah, I would say so. All right. I am going to go ahead and uh I'm going to go ahead and take the easy route, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm gonna pick one of the Super Bowls. I'm gonna pick either KC or Tampa Bay. It's gonna be one of those guys. I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm going to say Tampa Bay. I think he wants to play with Brady. I'm going right. to say Tampa Bay. I like it. All right, right ladies yeah. and gentlemen, you heard us here first. You heard our picks. Uh, still no Deshaun Watson news. Haven't heard anything. Doesn't look like Deshaun Watson is going to go ahead. And uh, my personal opinion, like I still think, I don't think he's going to be traded. They said they weren't listening offer. So right now, I haven't heard anything. It's all smoke screen. <laughs> Dan- uh, Danny hasn't heard anything. Uh, no, but I do have a question. Yep. Does the Wentz trade affect Deshaun value at all? No, no, no. I, I think I think Deshaun doesn't affect the market. I think Deshaun is on a higher tier. No, no, without a doubt. But I mean, it, 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 can they, can they can any uh, anybody who wants him kind of point to them? all like, look, man, this is all they gave for. This is what a quarterback goes for. Just trying to use that in negotiation. You think they'll buy anything like that? I don't. I don't think. I, I mean, the team would have to be stupid to bite on that. Unfortunately, as an Eagles fan, I. Seeing the decline of Wentz, and it it wasn't only on the field. So like people who didn't get to see the games, all they had to do was look at the stat line, and it was st- it was there in the stat line as well. So it it looked bad on paper, and it looked bad. It, it did not pass the eye test at okay. all. So unfortunately, uh, no. Deshaun Watson has played very well. He had I believe he had one ACL or MCL surgery, but he came back strong. That was I think this this year, right? Yeah, he came back strong. He played hard. Yeah. He played tough. And no, he's he's on a, he's on another caliber. So I don't I don't think it affected the market at all. Kenny, would you agree or disagree? Agree. I mean, you saw how he played this year. I mean, he was my 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 QB one in fantasy, and he won me a lot of games. So uh, got a soft spot for him. But yeah, I, I don't think there's any question there. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, didn't affect the market at all. So yeah, um, no, I th- yeah. I think Deshaun Watson is on a level himself. And uh, Danny, what do you got on uh, what do you got on uh, the, the hometown guy, man? What's going on with that guy, Patrick Peterson, man? What's up? So right now, they uh, I believe Stephen Kine did say he's been talking to him. Also, he's also been like you know, uh, there's been communication back and forth about t- uh, possibly staying. Uh, it's always an option, and he knows that it's always going to be an option to uh, to be traded. He's he's a, he is a professional, you know. He does 
know how how the business works. I think he wants to stay. I think if he if he is going to, he definitely needs to take a lesser role. If that means moving to safety, uh, you know, being you know a uh, a number two in in in, in corner, if he's going to stay, uh, he it, it's just something's got to change with him. He it's it's painfully obvious that he is not where he was, and him just getting burned day after day is not only hurting the Cardinals, but it's also hurting his own. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say legacy, but he's it's not a good look for him. It's just not a good look for him. No, agreed. I think that uh, that black mark on his name too was the the ugly trade request that he had, um, and then you know rescinding it, and then all of a sudden coming out and playing like half the person he used to be. So um, I, I I think it'll be interesting. I honestly I don't really see anybody that could take his role right now unless we draft somebody you know NFL ready. You know it's with our with our 16th overall pick, and there's some good options there, right? But uh, you know, I, I mean, By, uh, Byron Murphy and Kyler Murray has a ton of confidence. In Byron Murphy, he was actually interviewed, I think, around the, the Pro Bowl, quote unquote Pro Bowl, um, and at, somebody asked him who is one of the most underrated players on his team, and, and Kyler Murray specifically named Byron Murphy. So, uh, be interesting to see if you know Byron Murphy, you know, was, is able to. You know, take over that, but I don't know. It's you know, I, I think that the Cardinals and, and and Pat Peterson can can both benefit off of each other. So it's got to be yeah, the, it's got to be smart move. One thing that I did uh, see earlier this week, and it blew my mind, was that in his entire career, he has missed six games, and those six games were just from that suspension that he had. He has never been injured. He has never like been, you know, that's uh, suspended for other than those six games. But you want to talk about Ironman, Patrick Peterson, yeah. it can be counted on to play. That is one thing you don't have to worry about. And that's that's why I don't think age is going to affect his value at all in this stage. It's it's his performances that he's been giving, but not yeah. age because he is going to – you can count on him showing up on Sunday. Agreed. Yeah, no, that yeah, was, I, well, no I totally agree. Go ahead, Kenny. No, I, I – Go ahead, man. I, I was just gonna agree. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. No, I was just. I, I want to touch on that more. Yeah, no. Um, that is the only thing that that kind of, that kind of blows him out is um, he did say he wanted to go ahead and play five more years. He set himself with another number, saying that he can go ahead and get seven touchdowns, this uh, seven interceptions. I'm sorry. Uh, he fell short by four, I believe it was. And um, yeah, no, just watching the eye test, he just he just didn't have it. So. You can tell he doesn't have a step. I don't know how he'll feel about moving to safety, keeping him at him and uh, Buda Baker, because I, I think uh, a lot of people want to see what Byron Murphy can do yep. in the second. I know they've been talking about keeping him at the slot, but the way he's been playing, it it wouldn't be bad to check him at the uh, at the number two. So that that just means yeah. that that Patrick Bean just has to be open. If he if he's open to new things right there, you know, different positions. I think we're going to be good. I think he's going to be able to stay a few more years. We saw what happened to Larry when he moved. See, I think open so. to taking a pay cut. You say open to moving positions. Well, I mean, <laughs> dude, I, I don't think he will like at all. Like, I don't think that would ever be the case. Like, uh, he might move positions, but he ain't taking that pay cut. I'll so tell the, you that right now. So, um, <laughs> at uh, the end of the day, start of the season, do you see Patrick Peterson in a Cardinals uniform, Danny? Yes or no? Yes. Kenny, yes or no? Yes. I'd say yes as well. All right. All right. 
And uh, real quick, if, if, if I can mention something, too, before we get off the Cardinals, uh, I, I don't know if you guys saw the rumor that we are looking at Aaron Jones at, at running back from, uh, from Green Bay. Uh, there's, apparently the Cardinals are going to make a, a, a big push. I forgot who the reporter was, so I'm sorry that I can't give you a shout-out, but um, it was reported that the Cardinals are expected to make a big push for Aaron Jones. Oh, uh, that's big yeah, money. Say, that's going to be that, big yeah. money. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a premier back in the league. and I mean, I think that that kind of closes the door uh, and the chapter on, on Kenyon Drake. Uh, but, you know, it, it'll be uh, – That'll be that'll be a, a huge addition if we if we can make it happen. Yeah, no. Also, um, one thing I don't think we touched on as well was I believe we didn't touch on uh, my buddy from the Philadelphia Eagles, one of my favorite, such a hardworking guy. People don't talk about him, but he has to be in the conversation at least at least top three tight ends in the league. I know Kittle and I know Kelsey have made their names, but Ertz Zach Ertz yeah. has been extremely consistent from day one. He's been great. Um, if he doesn't go to the Colts, man, I hear there's rumblings about him going to AZ. You want to touch Cardinals, on that? I, you know what? We have touched on this a few times here. If you're listening, Ertz, we have the best facilities. We have the best spas. We have the best medical treatment. We have the best trainers. And we have the best weather out of the entire country. So there is no better way to spend well, I, the latter half of your career here. He didn't say nothing about the best podcast in Arizona. There it's right go. here, man. It's all going on <laughs> right. right here. I mean, if you yeah. are if you are going to leave the Eagles, which uh, I am going to miss you, but it doesn't look like we're going to be able to pay you the money that you deserve. And uh, yeah, no. Hey, why not? Go to Arizona. Arizona's not bad. But uh, yeah, make sure you, you come here. You, you want to win. Yeah. I think, you know, a tight end and caliber would be uh, just what the Coyotes, or Coyotes, Cardinals have been missing for for years. So, yeah, that'd be that'd be fun. And Jeremy, you know, I know that he's your boy and, and Philly's your team. But if, if he had to go any any other team, am I hearing that you know you would you would prefer him to go to Arizona? You heard that, right? You heard it in the voice. Yeah, did yeah, you hear it in it. the voice? I heard it. I, 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 I like that. I, I respect I, that. I tell. I, I mean, I've lived here for sixteen, almost seventeen years. I tell people all the time. As long as it doesn't affect my Eagles making it, you know, to the playoffs or whatever, I got a soft spot for the Cardinals all the time, you know? I got a soft spot. Yeah. Only when it comes to wild cards. That's it. That's not, <laughs> you know? Only when it comes to wild cards, man. I just, it's like, yeah, no, if it comes to wild cards, unfortunately, I need you guys to lose, then I'm going to, I'm going to boo you. <laughs> I'm going to boo. But, uh, fair enough. Yeah, you know, hey, that's on my team for, uh, for, for putting myself in that situation. Let's hope this year is better for both our teams. You guys look like you're on the upswing. And, uh, yeah, no. You guys got the ceiling's pretty high. Yeah, we've definitely suffered for it. All right, guys. Uh, before we move on to our football news dump right here, just uh, I want to get your opinions on this. We touched a little bit on this uh, a couple weeks ago. We were making fun of the Jets for the way they couldn't even tank right. They ended up with the number two pick, which could have been, of course, Trevor Lawrence if they would have stayed with number one. Uh, but, of course, they had to fuck around and win some games, and people were making fun of them for it. And it got me to thinking, this is exactly what we've been asking at this podcast. Like, tanking is the worst thing possible in sports. I, it t tell me another industry that gives you the best available because you did such a bad job the year before. You know, this, this that's not how it works. And uh, so, of course, the team that ends up winning a couple of games, not just losing everything on purpose, they get made fun of. 
how are we to move on as a sports society if we're going to be doing shit like that? I'm glad you said that because I would love to touch on this first, Kenny, unless you have a, you got something. No, you go. Oh, thank you, Jesus. All right, man. So check it out. The reason why I want to do this is because they did that on purpose. We all knew what they were trying to do. Everybody in this room and in Colorado right now knew what the Jets were trying to do. They tried to tank. They literally tried. They didn't try to win because if they tried to win, they would have won more than two games. Yeah. They did not try to win at all. So... In sense that you try to lose and you failed at trying to lose is just it's just an, a, a debacle in itself. And I think the Jets should be made fun of. I don't agree with tanking, but how do you try to tank and you fail at tanking? Because let's I mean I mean let's be honest about it. one of the best tank jobs in the world is not knowing that a team's trying to tank, just thinking a team sucks, right? <laughs> Just like, no, they, they suck. But no. Yeah, we've been doing it for a decade. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. Kyler Murray, take you. <laughs> so I, I think the Jets deserve all the criticism and all the hate and all the slander that they're getting because, I mean, it it, it wasn't up to the players. It was up to the, the managers and GMs, and they wanted to tank. But the players had other ideas. And shout out to the players <laughs> To, for going in every day and, you know, being taught wrong, you know, <laughs> who not, hey, they walked in there. I mean, oh, no, the gym's closed today. There's pudding everywhere. You know, it's just like, I mean, they couldn't work out. Whatever the situation was, I bet they were getting cut off at every turn. For them to still win two games, you know, with Adam Gase as their coach. I mean, it was just like, bro, it was like watching the, uh, the movie <laughs> The Major Leagues. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but it's basically about this lady trying to sell the team to another state. So... They put together the crappiest crap of the crap of the crap bottle, <laughs> and they end up, like, making it to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? And the Jets didn't do any of that, and I think the Jets deserve all the hate that they're getting. That's my tangent on the Jets tanking. Kenny? Yeah, very well put. Um, I'll, I'm going to wrap this up in my final thoughts. Is it fair to say that the Jets lost it losing? Apparently. <laughs> yeah. I love so, it. Like, oh, man. I love yeah, it. they lost they lost it losing so we should uh, we should if we ever do merch one day we should you know that's our first shirt the Jets <laughs> lost it losing um you know it's uh it's i i don't agree with taking either uh i have a soft spot for it though because the coyotes were all you know always so close to getting like a generational talent and you know it looked like they didn't give it their all on some games and as as a fan in that moment, I was like, "Well, I, I really don't give a shit if you guys lose tonight." But uh, I, I would hope that you guys have a winning mentality. But I don't like thinking, um, and I think leagues are—I mean, the NFL is really the only league that uh, doesn't have a lottery, right? I mean, out of the main sports, yeah, yeah. baseball doesn't. Baseball doesn't, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Baseball also so has I, like a thousand rounds in his draft. So. Yeah, but baseball, yeah, no, I know. baseball doesn't have a lottery as well. Yeah, their draft is so weird. Baseball draft is always so weird. But, uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. And, you know, I, I, I don't really have any sympathy. I, I mean, it's hard to have sympathy as a Cardinals fan. Like, you, you're like, dude, just get in the fucking line. <laughs> like, we're this is misery row here. I don't want to fucking hear it. You know, that's, you, you'll, you'll get something one day. You know, you have Sam Darnold. So, um, you know, you saw how that worked out. So, again, I'm not a, uh, you know, I'm not opposed to uh, – 
or I'm, I'm not, I'm sorry, I am opposed to tanking, and, and I do not feel bad uh, when teams uh, blow it. And, and we see it a lot, especially in hockey. Hockey's draft lottery is really, really weird. But, uh, you know, Detroit, for example, they're one of the worst teams in the last, you know, five years. They had one of the worst records. They ended up picking fourth. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's going to be, uh, I'm assuming that we're going to see changes to that because teams are tired or leagues are tired of teams just blowing it. And, uh, as are the so fans. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, and then, you know, my other final thoughts, uh, you know, I, I'll be interested to see if the, if the Eagles, uh, uh, build a statue for Carson Wentz to stand next to, uh, Nick Foles outside. I think that that was the funniest statue in, 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 in sports history, but Hey, you know, Nick Foles. You won. You got a Super Bowl, so I I, I can see it. Um, it's gonna then, be a stat. Yeah. It's gonna be a statue of uh, Carson Wentz in a in a in a gurney. Yeah, or something <laughs> like he's gonna be on the bench. <laughs> gonna be on the bench, like uh, holding his head or something. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I feel bad. I'm making fun of a guy that got injured a lot. So, but um, I mean, he makes way more than I do. So I guess I don't feel that much bad or that bad. But uh, and yeah, uh, one thing that I'll I'll leave you guys with on this. Um, because I, I, I think it would be a shame for, for Jeremy not to say it because he brought up a great point. Um, you know, the, with the Eagles' the situation of their, their conditional, conditional draft pick, um, you know, that second can turn into a first if, if, if Wentz plays uh, 75% of the games. And I want, I want Jeremy to finish that, you know, the thought that he brought up the other day, which I thought was kind of a, a good point. Um, in regards to what the, the Colts might do if, if they're not having a hot season. So uh, that that's going to be it for me. Do you know what I'm talking about at least? Yeah, yeah, no, no. That, that, and, oh, and, yeah. We, and we all know okay. that. We all know that. You know, okay. Uh, okay, I didn't want to be like, all right, that's it for me. And then you guys are like, what the fuck was he talking about? Oh, uh, like, no, yeah. totally no. <laughs> uh, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, what he was talking about uh, in the group chat we had talked and uh, I had mentioned that uh, if the Colts are having a bad season – Oh, they're definitely sitting Wentz. They're definitely going to sit Wentz. Wentz will not play. Wentz will not play 75% if they're like, what? They, I think if they start out 0-5, I think Wentz would like be benched two games. It's like, all right, that's it. That's all they need. But uh, like, he's injured. He's injured. Don't you believe me? Don't believe him. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, oh, well, that's believable. Uh, Kenny, thank you so much for being here today with us. Always a pleasure. A great co-host. And, uh... Yeah, man. Thank you for your great insight. Uh, always, guys. I, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy this. I look forward to it every week. So uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully with some good news to talk about with Valley Sports. All right, man. All right. Thanks so much, Kenny. Take care. All right. All right. And so just to wrap up this football talk that we got going on, it's going to our football news dump. I act like I got a sound effect. I don't. I need to get a sound effect for that. That would have been cool, though, right? That's why when I that's said that's why I had earlier uh, in the segment, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> when I had said impossible, I was trying to put on the Mission Impossible music, but his soundboard is just weird. All right, so uh, yeah, so just to finish up with this new dump, the Eagles did release Deshaun Jackson, Cardinal signed offensive lineman Brandon Bowen. I hope I'm, res- I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, I think so. Bowen. All right, if not, we'll ask him first time he's on the show. Nice. And uh, Chandler Jones has been confirmed that to be returning by General Manager Steve Kahn this week. And, of course, we already talked about Carson, Tri- Carson Wentz leaving Philadelphia. 
Uh, well, I mean, that's all I got for football, Jeremy, unless you want to add anything else. No, that was a great football dump. That's what I got. And, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and move on to one of my favorite subjects who I came to talk about. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the red hot and firing Phoenix Suns. Yes, sir. Let's... There it is. Here we get one of them. <laughs> I like it. And uh, so just to, uh, while, while we're getting off, uh, the getting... Uh, finished finishing up with our last uh, last show it was when the Suns were beating up on the 76ers. Great game, team effort. You know, Aiden showed up and and did what we thought he could do. So I mean, it was a great victory overall. We're a very very good team. We mentioned at the time it was the biggest uh, biggest hurdle uh, that they that they were gonna face, and uh, then they followed up with the victory of over the Magic. And I, I mean, I don't want to call it an easy victory, but. I mean, they were cruising. It was a, to me, it was a suspected win. Uh, no Aaron Gordon. I, I don't uh, know where Aaron Gordon's been this season, unfortunately. Um, not playing 75% of the. <laughs> basically, Aaron Gordon has not been there. Unfortunately, I have not followed the uh, the Orlando Magic, so I'm not really sure where he's been at. But, yeah, I that whole game, it looked like we went ahead and had that in the bag. Booker went ahead and came out, 27 points, 6 assists. Mikael Bridges with 21 and 5 boards. Aiden with another double-double, 10 points, 13 boards. And, ladies and gentlemen, I know it's only 10 points, but the 13 boards is the what boards. always stands yes. out for me. I'm loving the defense. I'm loving the tenacity. I like, I like seeing him in the paint, in the middle. I remember there were times where he would just stand out at that three-point, and it's like, bro, what are you doing there? And then when he'd get the ball... He wouldn't shoot the three. He'd try to take it in. But, no, he's standing there. He's trying to get his shot. He knows that he doesn't have to be the first. He can be the second opportunity. I mean, yeah, no, these double-doubles are helping the team, and he is go ahead and cruising. We went ahead and cruised, Danny. What do you like that? I like that it was a complete game. And there was a little glimpse, little glimpse that they were going to, like, ease up and, uh, and uh, Orlando was going to make a run. But, no, they put a stop to that re real quick. Chris Paul came onto the floor and was like, no, 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 this this is not happening on my watch and did what a veteran leader does. So, I mean, yes, we did end up cruising to a victory right there. Continued the streak, continued this great homestand that we were on, and then we were supposed to follow it up, put the cherry on top of this Sunday and beat up on the Nets, which in the first half, Jeremy, that first half of basketball, the ball movement, the defense, the energy, Everybody doing their job. We put up 75 points in that first half of basketball. I think uh, I, I think the words that uh, really stood out to me that you said were defense and energy. Oh, man, the way they came out, the way they started that first half. I mean, it was like the whole organization was mad at Steve Nash. The return of Nash, <laughs> the return of D'Antoni, and what you pointed out earlier, and I didn't even notice, the return of Stoudemire. I did yeah. not know Stoudemire was on the uh, coaching staff, but apparently he is a uh, part of the, uh, what, like, player development. Yeah, he's, so, uh, that was uh, Nash getting the band back together. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, no Kyrie, no KD. It, I mean, it, it should have been, it should have been. A nice walk in the park. 75 points in the first half. It sounds like the perfect storm. For a seven game, seven game in a row victory, right? It, it would it would have been a seven game sweep in this homestand. Devin Booker. What was believe, the last time the Suns did that? Devin Booker, I believe, had seventeen points in the first quarter. It just, I mean, we were we were on fire, and then the second half came. Danny, you want to go ahead and tell us what happened in the, in the third quarter, bro? 
it's just everybody. It's not one player. It wasn't two. Everybody was off. Everybody was lazy. Everybody was like, they. they it felt like it, they they gave themselves a little challenge. Hey guys, I bet we can not touch the paint anymore and win the game. Everything was from the outside. No one was trying to make an effort to go in. I couldn't believe what I was what I was watching right there. Was just it, it was the whole live by three, die by three because they just kept posting them up from from long. They did not want to go inside, and you know who did? The Nets. I don't know what I, I remember the number, but they were shooting lights out. They came to play in the second half. They were ready. And I don't really think they came to play in the second half. I think they were playing that way the whole time. I think the Suns let up. And the way they were playing started to catch up. They were playing hard that whole time. They were shooting good threes. They were getting good shots. But the Suns were guarding them. The Suns were playing playing the passing lane, playing such good defense, taking it in, going for the foul. They weren't afraid to get physical. And then after that, they started letting up, started going for the three-pointer, started letting up on defense, was really killing me. I saw a lot of back-to-back threes, which in in turns is what really got them back into the game. If it wasn't for the heroics in the fourth quarter by my buddy Chris Paul, who, I I don't know, he just exploded. He took over. He he, he exploded. Because the same thing that happened against Orlando, where he stopped it, he did the same thing right here. But it was that was a mini run though. That uh, against Orlando, I think that was only like, like three or four baskets what, in a row. But, and this. but why was it then after after that moment, other players stepped up again? Exactly. No, that didn't happen this past I game agree. against the Nets. This That's, game, I think he bro, he put up. What was it? I, it had to be. I think seventeen straight points. He was. He hit back-to-back threes. He kept getting that little jumper that he has that spot. He was dishing it out. It just. I don't know what happened, man. It was just killer to see. It was tough to watch, man. There was a point in the game, and it was while they were within 7-5. Like, they hadn't caught up yet, but you could tell they were right there on our rear view. And even I I argued with you at the time, saying, you know what? I don't think that we completely let up because every team makes a run. And we've seen the Suns go on these runs when they were down 20, you know, down 25, and made it close at the end. And we never said, you know, it's because the other team led us. You know, it was because the Suns fought. They scratched. They clawed. They went in. They gave it their R. And we gave all the credit to the Suns. And I thought, you know what? Maybe that's what they're doing. The Nets are the ones that are scratching and clawing and fighting their win. But, like, upon watching replays and upon after, after you told me that that wasn't the case because of the lack of effort, I completely agree that we just completely we let, the, we let them have it. But here's the thing, Jeremy. It wasn't that... That made me the most disappointed at that point. It wasn't the fact that we let Mark Henry throw up almost 40 points on us. Oh, James Harden? (laughs) You caught that, right? uh, It wasn't that, you know, Devin Booker wasn't what we needed him to be at the very end. You know, he didn't have that clutch shot. He finished the game with 22 points after having 17 points in the first. It, it, It wasn't all of that. What really got me was to see Frank Kaminsky... Not on the floor after he earned every minute when Sarge was out. Sarge should not have been out there. Definitely not as a starter. And 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 going on, was he hurt? Did he come down with pneumonia? Is he sick? What's going? Uh, what was going on that day that he couldn't come up onto the court? 
He deserved to be there. And we played such a different game. You know what it was? Monty Williams acting like a doofus. He's making bad plays. He was making bad calls. For some reason, coach's decision, Frank Kaminsky did not play that game. And that was a big loss to us. Him not being on the floor. He earned his right within that game. I mean, there's six in a row. He started. I don't know if he started every game, but he started at least four games. And he made it very clear that he was going to be the consistent number four. And I like it. Ladies and gentlemen, right now, the Suns playing the Pelicans tonight. Frank, Frank Kaminsky did start. I think he has like 20-something points. And that's what you get, that effort that you get from him. He brings and it people, every time. And uh, Monty wants, and he wants to force him to play center. He's not a center. He's not a center. It's Just because you're happen. seven feet tall, he plays so good on the on, at, at the four. He brings so much of what the Suns need right there. And I, I definitely agree with what you said after the game. We need a center. Oh, we definitely. We need another center. We have to have another center. Sarge is not that guy. And, uh, yeah, no. Some, I mean, Sarge needs to just ease his way back into his role, I believe. I think uh, we tried to get him started too much out of the gate. We appreciate him you know, being the way he is, just wanting to come right back in and just, you know, get it back on. But I think he needs to ease his way back in, and uh, he should definitely be coming off the bench. Yep. And uh, who do you have out there for a center? Who's available? Now, you're like, I know a couple of weeks ago we threw out a name. Hasn't been mentioned since. Alex Len. Alex I like that name. I remember you had brought it up, and... I don't see why not. I'm not sure if he's still out there. I believe he was cut by the Raptors last, and I haven't heard anything about him being picked no up by no anything. Been, no, he hasn't so, been signed. I mean, I wouldn't mind checking him out for the league minimum for sure. He's definitely not getting a, 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 a nothing, you know? Uh, but, hey, he knows the system. He's been here in the Valley of the Sun, and, I mean, hey, a backup to Aiden? I mean, that's, check him out. Why not? I don't see why not. Another name that is out there is Andre Drummond. I know uh, the money is a little high, but, I mean, to have him as a backup center would be amazing considering that he is basically he's a starter. He's definitely 100% a starter. But uh, I don't know. There's there's some names out there. There are people out there who are available. And um, and just to correct us right now, uh, it turns out the, the Wizards did pick up Alex Lynn. Ah, okay. So he is signed with the Wizards. Much. All right, so he's gone. Uh, I believe uh, JaVale McGee. Is still out there, and mind you, the people I'm throwing out there. I know what you guys are thinking. You know these these are these are nobodies. We don't need them that much. Aiden is the we main need a guy. Backup, yeah. Aiden is going to be playing at least 38, 38 minutes a game, forty minutes a game. I mean, we just need someone out there to go ahead and fill that role, so we can have Sarge and we can have Kaminsky playing their natural four position. And that's all we're really looking for because having them in their four position puts Crowder and Bridges in the three position where they are natural. That's their natural position. We don't have to stretch anybody out. We do not stretch thin. I mean, that's what I'm looking for. So, I mean, hopefully there's there's a center out there. Hopefully we can go ahead and make a deal. I mean, James Jones has until, I believe, March, which is, you know, uh, the All-Star game. That's usually when the trade deadline is. So, we have, I believe we have some time to make some moves. And I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things that I definitely want to touch on is that All-Star game. First of all, there's a lot of controversy whether whether or not it should even be happening. You know, cramming it into a an already shortened season and an already very precarious season. 
And then on top of that, you want to jam all the events in there at the same time. Like I, I believe the slam dunk contest is going to be at halftime. That's what they're trying to work out, I believe. But they're definitely, I think, having the skills competition and the all-star game. Yes, I mean. Which is weird to me. I would rather have the uh, rookie sophomore game and then the all-star game. Like, why would you, the, the skills competition, that's, who wants to see that? I've always hated that. I've, I've seen it happen with the, uh, with basketball, of course, in football, we've seen it. It's just so ridiculous. So <laughs> it makes no sense. I really don't understand why it exists. Do you believe that any sons deserved to have been voted into the All-Star game? I personally think that um, Chris Paul has earned his spot, not necessarily as a starter, but someone to come off the bench. Um, yeah, I, Chris Paul. Aiden, uh, compared to what else is out there. Yeah, see, that's what's hard. That, that's yep. exactly what's hard. I hope, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say Chris Paul. Okay, I like it. I like it, especially the way that he's he, the, the amount of minutes that he's been playing. Yeah. Blowing my mind. I, I didn't think he'd be playing that many. Like, we I seen, we all thought that he would have at least taken a rest on one game. Yeah, and uh, no, he's been out there. He's been fighting. He's been a professional. I believe he missed one game, but I think it was because he like tweaked something or whatever it was. But no, he's 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 played all games but one. He's been consistent. He's been solid. Uh, this is another guy who's fighting father time as well. I believe he's thirty four years old. Yeah, and, and still he's, balling out. He's still balling out. He's playing well. I mean, it's something to be said about spending a million plus on your body. You know, so hey. More hats to him. Let's hope he can keep it going. I believe we got him for another season, so shit. Yep, definitely, definitely. I hope to get the most out of him. Uh, and the other thing I want to touch on, we talked a little bit about this off here. What is your opinion on fan voting for ah, the All-Star game? That's that's great. I'm so glad you brought that up because, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't know. If you, if you listen to this podcast, you most likely watch sports. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're big into sports. Um, I hate I hate fan voting. And let me go ahead and tell you guys why. Yes, you might be smart. Yes, you might watch sports and you see stats. But I can guarantee you know three people who just, oh, I like them because I like their colors. Or he has nice tattoos. Or, oh, he's cool. Nobody votes. It's, I mean, I don't think fans should have that big of a say. Yeah. I believe. I don't, wanna necessarily, I don't necessarily want to get rid of. The whole fan vote per se, but I think the fans have way too. I think I think they have fifty percent of the vote, which is just way too high, man. It goes players, then you know the media, and then it goes with fans. And I think fans just have way too much control. Having Alex Caruso <laughs> and having um, Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson in there is just—it's ridiculous. It's a—it's a—it's disrespect to the guys who have worked hard this season. To get it going, you know, so yeah. I'm, eh, that's I just that's how I feel about it. What do you how, how would you how would you structure it? What do you, what do you think if you if you had your way? Oh, 25 percent, 25 percent, 25 percent fans, and definitely. Then what else? Uh, the rest of it just just even 25 with uh players, 25 percent uh fans, and then I think um uh, I would give the players the majority of the rest. So I mean, what I'll give them like 50. Eh. At least 25 for media. Nah, media deserves, deserves a little more than that. All right, so, but within that, but you definitely want to drop down the the, the, the fans. For sure. Yeah, so um, I completely agree. I think 
every fan, it's all obviously only ever going to vote for their yeah. their team, their their players. It's going to be one out of ten guys that are like, oh, I'm I'm going to be fair and vote for, you know, an actual player, Noah, LeBron James, Steph Curry, whatever it is that is actually putting up points and deserves to be there. And um, I think players no. would be homers a little bit as well. Like, but uh, their homers are the sleepers who are balling out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a uh, you know your competition. You know the guy you're playing against or the guy you're working against. And, you know, it's just like, you know, I may not like you or whatever, but I respect you. And you respect them enough to vote, you know. And uh, I think the players would do the right thing. So, you know, I, I, th- I think uh, your competition should tell you what's going on. And that's really how I feel. So, I mean, yeah, no, I think the fans have, have way too much power uh, with this all-star voting. But, uh, yeah, it, I don't see it changing anytime soon, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, pop, popular players, it, it's all a business. And, of course, players that sell the most shirts, you know, merch, bobbleheads, whatever it may be, they're the ones that are going to be not only on national TV week after week, but on uh, these kind of special events. Let's look at this week for the Phoenix Suns. Of course, they are taking on the Pelicans tonight. They have a game tomorrow night, Saturday, against the Grizzlies. Monday against the Trailblazers. I know, without... McCullen, right? McCullen's out. I believe McCullen is out. So He's been out for a while, unfortunately. Winnable game. Uh, the Hornets on Wednesday and again uh, Friday against the Chicago Bulls. If you stretch me, I think they're all winnable. It, they're all I mean, extremely winnable. They're all winnable. Uh, we owe the Grizzlies a game. The uh, you know John Morant out there is playing the well he is. Uh, we want to go back there and go ahead and keep that keep the energy with the W. Trailblazers, like you said, uh, just Dame, no CJ, but they are no pushover. Carmelo Anthony has been playing quietly, extremely consistent, extremely consistent. He's just not putting up extreme numbers because I think he's coming off the bench. Still playing great. Hornets. That's I, th- I think that's a great role for him, by the way. I, th- I, I think I'm just happy for him. He, him continuing right there, I think he just added a couple years to his career. And I, I, it's very noticeable, too. His longevity is very coming out. Uh, Suns versus Hornets Wednesday. That's going to be a very test for us with the young LaMelo Ball, uh, Devontae Graham, Miles Bridges out there. They got a nice little squad going. Uh, Hayward looks like I think Hayward is having a career year. So, uh, yeah, no, that's something to be scared of. And uh, the Bulls. Yeah, no, we should be able to win that game. But Zach Levine is balling out of his mind. And, uh, yeah, no, the Bulls are no pushover. None of these teams are pushover because uh, any given day. That's why we watch sports. That's what we expect. We expect everybody to come out there and play hard. But, uh, yeah, no, our team is better, and we should win those games. So I agree with Danny. I think we should go ahead and uh, one, two, three, four, five. We should uh, be on a five-game win streak. All right, definitely get us back on track. And uh, I know that was an ugly loss, but what a great homestand. It was a bad way to end it against the Nets, but taking six or seven at six home on, on, I mean, if you were to tell me that we're going to go six, I would be beyond the moon. Hell yeah. I'll take that all day. Well, it's funny because we had that seven game stand when uh, we had that seven game road trip uh-huh. where we assumed that we were going to, we oh, all seven are winnable. <laughs> and we ended up losing, I think four of those games or, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. Definitely wasn't pretty, but uh, no, for us to go ahead and uh, take care of business. And what was good is uh, some of these teams we weren't expected to be. And we took care of business against these teams, and we went ahead and got it done. So I'm very happy, and uh, yeah, no, hey, very uh, looking forward to what we got going on with the uh, Suns this season. Danny? All right, so 
just to cap it off, uh, I mean, that's all I got for the Phoenix Suns. Cap it off, a little bit of uh, interesting stuff that we read around, uh, around news this past week. Fernando Tatis Jr., did you see his contract? Huge contract. 14 years, $340 million. That boy set for life. That is, it is, it's, 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 it's ridiculous money because that whole, I think front, uh, that whole infield is making at least like eight hundred million dollars. Oh, they're making ridiculous money. Don't quote me on eight hundred million, <laughs> but they're making ridiculous money. That and all those guys it, are out there. A, and you know what? I'm happy for the guy. They got the guy had a spectacular year on Sports Center every night, every other night. I mean, this guy's got it all. Fourteen years, three hundred forty uh, rounds out to about twenty four million dollars a year. Hey, I think you're good. I mean, with that, uh, what what is it? Twenty twenty one. He's gonna be done at twenty thirty five. I believe ready to retire, put his jersey up on uh, at their stadium. Uh, one of the funny ones and, that uh, I read uh, this season was uh, what's going on with the Nationals. Uh, they're asking Soto to go. <laughs> uh, uh, um, yeah, they're asking him to defer his contract to 2097, which is a, a classic Bobby Bonilla move. <laughs> classic Bobby Bonilla move. So uh, we'll go ahead and take Still a look. Still getting at that. that check every month. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, yeah, no, we'll go ahead and see what's going on. Uh, yeah, no, Juan Soto with the Nationals asking them to defer. We'll go ahead and check uh, that. But, uh, Danny, that's all I got, man. That's all I got, Jeremy. I mean, uh, pretty good pretty good talk, good talk. Always good to have you, man. Thank you so much. Hey, man, any final thoughts overall on the show? Oh, man, always a great show, man. Love the energy, love what we brought, love the information. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope that we were able to uh, – squeeze every piece of information from my little tiny brain and i hope i was able to entertain and inform at the same time let's go ahead and uh get this run going in the valley of the suns let's start it off with the phoenix suns and a win with the pelicans down by 11 right now let's see if we can go ahead and win this game thank you ladies and gentlemen have a good night danny final thought thank you so much and yeah we're gonna go ahead and uh watch this game let's see the let's see the suns come back on this one give us something exciting and uh for everyone else you know have a good weekend hope you hope this uh this is up by the time uh by the time you wake up on saturday hopefully you guys will be able to enjoy our voices this weekend and if not catch us anytime on spotify itunes uh google podcast amazon podcast stitcher Everywhere else where you guys can download a podcast, you guys can find us under Sticks and Kicks. You'll see our logo with the soccer ball, hockey clubs, puck, everything is on right there. You'll know where you are when you are there. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Tell a friend about it because it definitely does help us out. We have been Sticks and Kicks. Danny, Jeremy, shout out to Kenny out there in Colorado. We'll see you guys next week.